This is I, Carly. I know you You see. see. Somehow the world will change for me and be so wonderful. So which contestant from Survivor 44 loves iCarly the most? I feel like I feel like it might be Matt. <laughs> um, not Matthew. Matt. No, not Matthew. Matt. The one in love with Franny. Clearly the answer is Carolyn, and here's why. Carolyn can see herself in Spencer Shea. It's that simple. That's actually really correct. So true, Bestie. Can we... This is really off topic, but for a long time, and honestly still now that I like remember about him again, like Spencer Shea is the dream man. Like I don't know why we let that go. Funky little man. Funky socks. Funky art. Artist. And he was really caring. And, you know, he seemed to be trying to better himself as a person. And he was not struggling. Like, did you see that apartment? No, man's was... I think they were living off daddy's money, but I don't care. I would marry into that daddy's money. Are Spencer and Carly Shea nepotism babies? It should be noted that in the iCarly revival, Spencer is, in fact, incredibly rich. That doesn't even surprise me. So Spencer is a Nepo baby, and he profited from it. Thank you so much for tuning back in. This is the second season of... From what we... FWIW, which means from what we remember. From what I remember. From what I remember, she was totally hitting a gwitty. Totally hitting She's whittily gwitty. flossing. He's whittily gwittying on the survivor path. (laughs) All right. um, That's the end of our podcast. (laughs) Like forever. I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's it. Yeah. We're going to be covering the first two episodes of Survivor Season 44. (sighs) Whoa. Yeah. Just covering all of our thoughts, emotions, insights. Asses. Asses. I mean, we'll obviously get to the question of who's the hottest person on this season. Um, that's that's something that we're always gonna have to talk about. It's like glaringly obvious, but we'll have to see what everybody thinks. We also have a guest star with us tonight, Ethan Bray. Hey, hey, hey. hey. I'd like to thank you all for having me on the show once again. Yeah, I'm so excited. Woo! I can't wait to see, yeah. And with that, let's get into it. So let's kick this off. What are kind of our general thoughts, maybe the vibes we're getting from these first two episodes? I think we could maybe start really broad. Yeah, I definitely have a couple questions for you guys on like I would love to answer a question on Mike on recorded history. Okay. Who killed John Benet Ramsey? That's a secret. (laughs) Uh, I think my first thoughts of the season are that it feels fresh. Something I was wondering is how similar this season was going to be to 43. And I want to just really quickly say right here that I highly enjoyed season 43 and I will not take any slander of it. I mean, we don't have to talk about the winner. I can't say I was a Gabler fan, but also like. I think that season was really good, and I've been seeing a lot of negative negativity about it. Um, Jesse and Carla ate. They mothered. <laughs> like, everyone, they body it? They bodied it. <laughs> Owen bodied it. Cassidy, I came around to her. Like, she, she was nowhere in the pre-merge, but I really liked her. And, like, I don't know. Gabler, like, he had his Alec Gabler thing. I didn't hate him. Like, it wasn't like, I gotta say. All, all that to say, like, season 41 and season 42 were very similar and had a lot of the same mechanisms because it was just back-to-back seasons. So season 42 had not watched season 41, mm-hmm. and they were able to use the same twists and advantages. And so I know they filmed season 43 and season 44 the same way, and I was curious if the bracelets, say, like the bracelet idols were going to be in season 44 because ostensibly that's the last time they're going to be able to use like bracelet idols in that fashion right i was curious about this too i like that they switched it up it kind of feels like production maybe found their stride kind of got into a groove a bit with everything that they've learned from 41 42 and 43 because i think i can't think of anything specific right now but a lot of kind of general viewer feedback has been addressed in the game mechanisms they have right now and i think it's fun fresh i like fresh it does feel fresh because it's like like 43 you had a really great cast but maybe some like weirdness and like certain other aspects of it maybe a different season like you wish the cast was 
different but the mechanisms were great like it feels like this one is like a really nice pairing of everything so far mm-hmm. also i just want to remind everyone that i called gabler from the start i was like this man's gonna win and he did you actually did and like before we started a podcast i like in real life i was like oh yeah it's him <laughs> yeah that was actually like crazy crazy um i remember being like there's no way gabler could win I remember specifically when they were down to, like, the final five, thinking to myself, I was like, there's no way Gabler could win except for this one possibility. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, I think he could only win against Owen and Cassidy. And that still has to, like, line up if their final tribal, like, goes a certain way. But I remember being like, I think Gabler's the only one with, like, an actual strategic move on the menu. And then that ended up being what what happened. But I remember thinking to myself, I was like, that's so unlikely. And it's never going to happen. Yeah. And then that specific series of events did happen. But moving on to Survivor 44, I just want to say we will not tolerate any hate of Survivor 43. And on that note, I will um, <laughs> I will just add my thoughts in. Um, perhaps I'm breaking a rule here, but I hated Survivor Season 43. And I'm Ethan! Di- um, no, we literally the- just said no. No, you can have valid critiques. We just don't want people like attacking the actual people because... I felt a lot of the show, a lot of my personal beef with 43 was I thought all the people were great. There was just some aspects of the game that turned out weird in the way production chose to show it. So that's all. Oh, yeah. I love most of the people on that cast. I thought that cast was great. Um, the season itself, I just found boring and uninspiring. That's that's all. Um, so moving on to 44. <laughs> I, I do love... Um, I also agree with you in saying that it is kind of like a um feels fresh new um exciting you know this cast is full of some wild characters for sure already making themselves very apparent and it makes for a lot of chaos as we saw especially in episode one that was one of the most chaotic premieres i have ever seen so i thought that loved it i thought that was great um and I think the cast is once again seems great so far. I like a lot of the people, and I'm excited to see where it goes because I think this season has a lot of potential so far. Let's start with Bruce. Let's start with Bruce. Let's take a moment for Bruce. Let's raise our glasses to Bruce. That can I say it? That just really fucking sucks. Like you're on your dream. Clearly, everyone loves you from, especially Jeff. Like he must have. I have no doubt that he was a great person, but he just really was an extra great person so that just absolutely blows and i hope he's doing okay and i really hope they bring him back for hopefully some sort of later season because he really did not get to even play the game so i think they're like for whatever you have to say about bringing people back that have played the game he hasn't played so he needs to come back i was just gonna say i think i did see that he was guaranteed like uh, an offer back i I did i did hear that in his exit interview with rob sesternino that Jeff told him he could come back. And I guess you can go listen to that podcast if you want to know more. I think that's just, well, <laughs> I think that's just wonderful because podcast. the way the way he went out was really quite tragic. Like, I mean, episode one, things are just getting started. You know, this is like so many people's dream. And then just to have it cut short like that, it was heartbreaking to watch. And it must have been even more heartbreaking to experience for Bruce. I had a very emotional reaction to Bruce's exit which i mean there's been multiple medivacs on survivor and i think they usually hit hard i think we as survivor fans like can all like sympathize with this feeling of like you are dreaming of playing this game you finally get out there and then like something not game related is what takes you out you weren't voted out like but for some reason bruce's exit was as you said it was like heartbreaking like i don't yeah. know what what it was and maybe it was just like this man's like spirit that shone through the screen like i really do feel like i felt very attached to him very quickly and i was really excited to see him play i remember even preseason interviews i kind of want to see what this guy is gonna do like and so it's just like another level like for some i don't know i, I have not felt most medevacs like this like even um jackson from season 42 when he had to leave I was like, that sucks, but and and he was in a very similar position, I would say, to Bruce, where it was like he did, like barely didn't get to play the game, mm-hmm. like at all. He yeah. was gone before for even a tribal council. 
Paul, and I, I, I think his name was Jackson. I'm like, um, yeah. but like, I don't know the, with Bruce, like I just felt so bad. I think also because the way it happened, it almost felt like just like the pure passion of like, I'm in my first challenge yeah. and like the, your adrenaline's pumping and he hits his head and it's like, maybe it was because he was just like so excited. Like that hurt my heart. Like, so I was so happy to hear that he has mm-hmm. this open invite back because as, as Liz said, like, we have not seen him play like he has not played and I really I really wish he was still on this cast I think he and Carolyn and Jam Jam would have made such like a freaking powerful trio like can you imagine the tribe dynamics if Bruce was still there exactly that's what I was really thinking about too is I'm I did not know he had that thing to come back I think that's amazing it, I think we still mourn the loss of him on this season because I felt like it, whatever casting is doing, like it's always been really good lately, but I feel like they really um, like engineered and like, what is the verb of architect? <laughs> they really configured. Yeah. Tribes yeah. It feels, yeah, so it just well. feels really meticulously well done. And I think, he like you said like it would have been really something special to see those three really anyone but so i'm so excited to see him come back in the future but i i do still mourn him not with this particular cast and he'll he'll be great you know he'll he'll bring a lot to whatever he comes back to but i think we can still we can celebrate him coming back and still be very sad for him to miss this iteration of it all i think he Carolyn and Jam Jam like would have been the big three like I like legit think they probably would have ran this fucking season like if they were together yeah I don't know why I just like get that vibe that they would have just like like absolutely like bamboozled everyone because <laughs> those three because Bruce is like the I feel like Bruce would have been like the um like counterweight mm-hmm. to Carolyn and Jam Jam's excessive eccentric not excessive eccentric personalities and yes because i am curious to see how they're going to do in later game like i love both of them um but they're both like the same whereas like bruce i think would have provided some stabilization yes it would have been a really well-rounded trio so that is unfortunate um i guess on the topic of like (laughs) medical stuff i think it's wild how many people like, we don't need to talk more about, like, all the other injuries, really, from the first, like, the premiere so much, just because I think that's been beaten to death already. Um, I will say, I think it's really interesting that, you know, they're still in Fiji. They're in the same places. Like, there, I feel like there could be a little more infrastructure. It seems like heat is a common problem that these people deal with to the point that, like, medical needs to come out and... I understand that they get electrolytes or whatever, but it just everything is not enough given the situation to keep a lot of people from getting, you know, really severely hurt. Like Brandon, when he had to sit out of the rest of the challenge because he was just way too overheated and everything. Why don't they build or have like portable sun tents? Even like not for the whole challenge, but like, you know how it's like a lot of challenges are kind of section based now and like you run, you all get to the mat while you wait for like the person to do the puzzle or whatever have like a little tent right there have a tent over the puzzle section like I understand like you can't really do that for the obstacle course in the ocean but it just feels like maybe some like little stuff like that could help cut down on the (laughs) that element of it and I get that they're I guess they're towing a line between like it's survivor you're surviving the elements but at least when you're on your own beach you can kind of choose even with your limited options, how to like regulate, like say your body temperature, you're like, okay, I'm really hot. So I'm going to go sit in the shelter in the shade, or I'm going to go in the ocean. When you're on a challenge, like you have to be in that spot. So why not just like put a little, a little tent up. It just feels like we've been here so long that they could add something like that to just smooth over because I don't, it's obviously it's not fun for anyone to be so sick. You need medical to come out, but it, completely throws off the game it slows everything down and messes with the flow like from a completely non-human standpoint i feel like the logistics of running a tv show like you'd want to have as few stopping points as possible yeah it's really interesting point you bring i feel like my thoughts are 
that part of them probably wants to mitigate those medevacs, but part of it is like, I mean, as we saw, like those those medical instances, like Matthew falling off the rock, like that was the one preview of the season we really saw. Like they were really advertising those which was a weird choice like it definitely like upped the tension but yeah like i mean when you really think about it it's like obviously i don't want anyone to like be hurt or like you know like seriously injured while playing survivor like that would really that would really suck and but part of it is too i was thinking like with this 26 day season maybe they also feel like they're not going to give you they're already taking away like your flint they're giving you the barest necessities like i would not expect them to put into motion any of those things you just like um said just because like i feel to i feel like the team and this is just me inside the team production where they're like it's 26 days so it's less days so we have to make it harder we're not gonna give you the shade like you need to just do the challenge like this is how it works yeah, I and I totally get that, and I feel like that's super valid. It is just interesting. I wonder if we get to a point where if, again, completely taking the human element out of it, if they just have to keep messing up their production or, like, having issues with, like, the production flow because they have to keep stopping for people getting way too overheated. Like, I'm just curious. Yeah, maybe if it ups up their schedule enough, they'll have to, like, extend the number of days that they're out on the island or whatever. Like, that wouldn't... Uh, that, that would, would be, suck. That would be awful. I'm not even asking for that. I, I want, like, a Walmart pop-up tent at the puzzle station. I want 39 days. <laughs> well, yeah. Shoot for the moon, land among stars. Maybe we'll get your Walmart pop-up tent. Yeah. Let's... So, let's move on. So, Bruce... Not long for Survivor, but long in our hearts. I don't think that's the saying, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And let's talk about that challenge. So, Ratu loses? Yeah, yeah. Brandon. Brandon. Matthew. Yeah, Ratu loses. Matthew, I, I really liked Matthew's attitude and how they were saying, like, oh, he seems like he's just having fun out here. Oh, yeah, that was so great. That was, like, very old school core Survivor. And I completely freaking identify with him wanting to climb that rock. Like, I, too, would want to climb that rock. However, I, like, would get probably too scared. Like, I would start to do it. I'd maybe swim out, and then I'd be like, I'm going to cut myself on some of these rock shards. And I, like, would not attempt it. But I identify with him wanting to. I don't think that that move is going to be such a hindrance to his game that, like, some other people were saying. Yeah, and he already... Like, everything that needs to be said about it, he said on the show, he was like, I got caught up in the moment. It was so exciting. It was beautiful. It was stupid, but it was beautiful. Like, moving mm-hmm. on. Like, Cody did the same thing. He just didn't fall. Exactly. And then when Cody did it, we all were like, oh, my God, he should not be doing that. Yeah. So, it's the same. So, it's like, yeah, like, don't, like, risk, like, life, body, and limb when you're going out on Survivor if it's not for a challenge or an immunity idol. Like, <laughs> and even then. Even then. Can we... Know. Okay, before we get into the craziness that was Ratu losing and then dealing with that, can we quickly go over the bird cages? Because production would have, like, had to physically restrain me because I'm like, I could just reach in there with my scrubby little fingers and, like, let me just, I just want to get in there. Poke it with a stick? I want to know. It was so fun. Also, like, do you get to keep the bird cage now that it's, like, what do you, like, well, like, I, I don't know, some people still have the bags in there but with ratu at least like keep the birdcage like it seems like a fun little toy out there <laughs> i think the birdcage is a really interesting mechanism and i feel like there's a metaphor in there hiding sure. in plain sight yeah ali gabler, ali gabler. <laughs> the impact gabler has had on survivor i love it i think it's fun that like i i just i really like it i love the beads last season yeah. and i think i really like this this immunity and i love how well. different this played out on each tribe so far true and it's really funny and we had like and it's also cool because we saw with danny and carolyn we saw like the success and failure of i feel like kind of what production intended where danny successfully put it back and no one knows whereas carolyn she did get it back but people 
somehow aren't suspicious of her, but are suspicious that someone has it. This is when I wish that there were live feeds of Survivor like there are in Big Brother, because sometimes stuff like that happens where it's like the way it's cut together makes it look like Carolyn just put back the bag and then everybody stumbled across it and it was mm-hmm. almost still like swinging in the air right but i'm like i don't know if that's what actually happened and if per se she did that and then she was with the group a lot but then they had split off by themselves but sh- they like knew she was in the water or something so then they went back and discovered it like i think something like that would have made it a lot more clear to me like as to why they did not um target carolyn immediately because Otherwise, the way it's shot makes me think, like, you four were together. Why wouldn't you all immediately suspect Carolyn unless, like, more time had passed? Yes, exactly. And I guess I understand why they're not necessarily showing them just living life for however long because they have such a limited show, airtime, whatever, all that. But, yeah, like, something else must be going on, but it is just really funny completely at face value how much they have, like, written it off that she could do anything (laughs) I think it would be really interesting to see a live feed of Survivor, but I also think that I would not be able to, like, maintain that viewership. Yeah, But there's just some, like, plays where I'm like, this extra insight would be nice. Or, you know, when they used to do, like, those, like, special scenes Mm -hmm. that sometimes added context? I think stuff like that That would would be be great. Well, in the first vote, I know we got clarification on some stuff on the second episode, but just kind of knowing more about what was going on with the Ratu vote and who knew what... Or what their motivations were. Um, yeah. So I think that this this like wraps around to the first vote. Yeah, it does. But um this is something that happened in the second episode. So I guess what I was unclear on was I thought that Lauren had lied to everyone that she had lost her vote and didn't tell anyone about her advantage. But that to me becomes very untrue in my head upon watching the second episode because she announces to her whole tribe that she, like, got that extra vote, like, right? Like, that she says yeah, it to her entire tribe. That was very confusing to me in why you would want to do that. But I guess they're trying to go Ratu strong come the merge in six hours. I don't know. Like, Yeah, and I, under, I completely understand production wanting to, like, cut a show where it's suspenseful and you don't know who's going home. Because to me, like, Lauren was a huge content- <clears throat> yeah. contender for who was going home in that first vote. But it sounds like she actually wasn't and like it was gonna be either maddie or brandon um and it was just very like confusing to me then to like have her announce it to the entire tribe and i'm like oh so people knew you didn't have a vote and they still decided not to go after you i think people had to have known exactly lately it seems like one of the best ways to secure your spot in (laughs) tribal is to win actual immunity or to not have a vote, because then people are just kind of like, oh, okay. It's just funny. That's all I have to say. Yeah, losing your vote is, like, a lot, like, more prevalent now. And it, it is surprising to me. I will say, like, this is just across the last four seasons. So, like, since Survivor 40, when the shot in the dark came into play, and people started losing their votes for real. I might be wrong, but, like, I can't really think of a time where it was like somebody lost their vote and then that was the reason that people went after them. When in my head, I'm like, that would be such an, I was about to say that would be such an easy vote. And then like the voice rung through my head that was like, there's no such thing as an easy vote in Survivor. (laughs) So maybe I just answered my own question. Boom. Which is that, yeah, it would be easy, but like that's never going to happen. Or not never, but like. I just think it's, like, interesting that if you lose your vote, shouldn't you be, like, the least powerful at that point? I guess maybe it's just kind of like, well, I have nothing, so I'll do whatever you say. Like, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, yes, daddy. But they can't even do anything, like, because it's like, they don't have a vote, so they can't lend their vote to whatever plan you have. And it really screws you over. I guess you know they're not voting against your plan. I don't know. But it really screws you over when you're in a situation like um, the Jenny situation on Survivor 42 when Chanel and Mike had both lost their votes. And because of that, Jenny went home. Like, you can't tell me if they had both had their votes, Jenny would have gone home. I think somebody else would have gone home. She might still have, but it would not be a certainty. Yeah, and that does suck so it would be interesting just with all of the advantages if maybe 
losing your vote became a little less prevalent just to make it a bit more of a big deal when it does happen. I don't know. What do we think about the whole move of Matthew playing his shot in the dark precisely so he loses his vote as like a defensive thing? Because I have seen every side of this argument, but my gut and initial reaction and the thing I'm sticking to is I thought it was cool. I was like, this is a smart way to use kind of a dumb thing that exists. I did not pick up originally like the strategic value of what he was doing. Like, I can't even lie. I was very confused. And to me, it was played like maybe I'm just the fool, but I I just got very confused. And then I was like, was he really that scared that he was going to be voted against? And then, uh, you know, after a little more critical thought and listening to some other podcasts, I was like, oh, and, and then also Matthew says it this episode where he's like, I did that as a strategic move. Yeah, he went through. He's like, I wanted Brandon to stay. I didn't want to actually have any blood on my hands showing I voted against anyone. Um, And then he wanted Brandon's idols flushed. So he was like, I got what I wanted. And at the end of the day, I'm like, he got what he wanted. So we can all be talking whatever we say. But he did what he wanted to do. So I think that's a major win. And I think it'll just be interesting to see. It's like how the very first people to ever play with idols probably made what you know you would consider some technical flaws yeah this is the first time someone's played this in this way so maybe we'll see it get better and better i do like his move of using the shot in the dark um as something other than what what it's intended for like really breaking the game mechanism um we have to address jamie's shot in the dark hitting i think that was wait stop i forgot that that happened i'm sorry jamie i forgot you were on the show no literally oh my god first shot in the dark ever to hit was jamie she is she does have immunity she also receives zero votes she also was not on the chopping block to our knowledge at face value which is at face value she wasn't when i listened to maddie's exit interview it said she was which like this is what i mean where i'm like sometimes i wish they would just put things just a little bit more into perspective yeah because you see things like that from jamie and you're like i literally don't understand why you would do this and you have to infer a lot and i understand they only have like 45 minutes or so to put on a like a three-day sequence and you have to squeeze it down but there are just times when i'm like i we discussed this so heavily last season on our podcast where it was like should i as the viewer be bamboozled right and it's also just like not even bamboozled like whoa surprise it's just like so utterly confused and i think there's things like we've said before it's perfectly fine to be bamboozled and confused on some things but this whole the the Jamie thing feels important enough that we should have gotten a little clue in, even if it's just kind of a like a one liner, and we could be like, "That's weird." A throwaway where someone was like, "Okay, maybe we should vote Jamie," and then you cut to Jamie being like, "I am gonna play my shot in the dark," and they're like, "Well, frick, we shouldn't vote Jamie because there's a chance that she'll hit." Like, that's all. Yeah, that's fine. It's yeah, gotta change the plan because it still wouldn't have changed the narrative that it was. In my perception, the narrative was that it was between Lauren and Brandon and that it was a yeah. possibility that Maddie was in there. So the narrative never to me was Jamie. So I really don't think it would have changed that much if you put Jamie into the equation and then take her out because she's like, I'm definitely playing my shot in the dark. And they're like, well, it might hit. And like that would suck for all of us if it hit. So we're going to change our plan to either Lauren, Brandon, or possibly Maddie. Like you still get to yeah, the same. Exactly people that we were all we were wondering about and it explains why jamie's playing her shot in the dark versus us just seeing her play that and be like well why you're not gonna get any votes you didn't get any votes nobody said your name like exactly but let me into the editing room let me into the editing room let me let me storm the castle let me 80 for brady and let me in the coaching booth um but also oh my god it was just so funny i was like this is so iconic also i we need to talk about women's day (laughs) Thank you, Jamie. Oh my god. Also, I I'm excited to see what happens now that like their birdcage idol has already been played in flush and I'm happy for Brandon cuz I think he gets a clean start. I will say we're you know, giving some critiques of editing. What I will give props to and what I thought was so funny was when they were cutting between the confessionals with Brandon and Maddie finding the thing about like what they should do and Brandon was like, "Well, It'd be cool if this was kept a secret, but, like, I want to build trust my tribe, so I don't really know. And then Brandon was smart, and he made 
He made Maddie, Maddie choose. make a choice, and then he immediately did the opposite. And I was like, "That's funny." This that is, was wild. Like, thank I was you. Like, like, I love this. But I was like, "You shouldn't." I don't know. My my take on that is that I think I don't know. Okay, so let me preface this with saying that I guess like Brandon ultimately like did the right thing because he got Maddie to go home, but it did end up with him flushing his idol because otherwise he would have gone home. I think he should have played it as like. I think he did right when he gave the choice to Maddie when he was like, should we sh- go share this with the tribe? And then he keeps it open-ended and he like makes her be like, no, we should keep it between us or we should go share it with the tribe. But once she says, keep it between us, you do not in front of her then go tell the rest of the tribe. You do it behind her back. Okay, true, but consider this. It was funny that he yelled. It was funny, but it immediately cemented him as someone like Maddie immediately knew that he wasn't working with her and she got the votes on him. Like we can say all we want, but she did get the votes on Brandon. He just happened to have the idol. Like, right. And then we just get in a circle where we're like, well, the only reason she even got the votes on him was because he found this thing. And like, so yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. And like, you are right. It just is like, it's just a wild open and it's exciting. I'm excited to see what happens when they're, isn't an idol and yeah we know lauren has the banked vote so that could be interesting also we need to discuss um matthew getting intel from the other tribe at the challenge we do and then not addressing it (laughs) he like this is what i mean where i'm like there's no universe where he did not say something back to his tribe and maybe this explains why lauren like people understood that Lauren actually did have an advantage because maybe another scene we didn't see. And this is, this is total like guesswork. And I guess we'd find out maybe if you, when, when slash if Claire or Matthew get voted out in their exit interview or something like that. But it's like, it would make a lot of sense if Claire says to Matthew, Hey, she should have a piece of paper that says she lost her vote. Matthew takes that back to the entire tribe. She goes, you're right. You caught me. I actually have an advantage. I'm going to bank my vote. But in some weird way, she still doesn't have, like, the target on her. But then that would explain why afterwards she says to the entire tribe in the second episode, hey, look at my extra vote, because they all know. Yeah, exactly. Because it just, it caught, me, it caught me so off guard when she just went like that to her whole tribe. You know, it's like, it's like whoa, okay. Huh. Yeah. It'd be great. It'd be awesome to know some more context into that decision to give that information. Ethan, yeah. I have a question for you. Sure. I and and Liz, this is something I've been thinking about. Is what are our thoughts on the showmance between Maddie, Maddie? I'm so sorry, Matt <laughs> and Franny. I wasn't even thinking like Maddie, like the girl who got voted out. I was thinking like Franny and Matt. And I need to hear Ethan's thoughts first because Liz has some insider info. <laughs> uh, I think their showmance. I think it's cute so far. I mean, I support it. I think I think it's nice. I don't have any I don't have any problems with it, but like, you know, as I th- think they started to show, you know, it's important for their strategic game not to kind of present themselves so much as such a strong, solid pair that can't be broken up forever because, you know, people will see that and take and be threatened by that um, by by pairing such as that, so you know it's important for them to kind of just be careful about it. Um, but yeah, it's it'll be. An, I'm I look forward to seeing kind of how that plays out further along. That's so sweet. I feel like I had such a more scathing criticism of it, just like strategically. But then I've also found myself being like, but you can't help your feelings. Yeah, I just think it's just a huge responsibility they have. I guess as a way to put it. To kind of, like, maintain the foundation of their own game. You know, this is something that if found, if the other tri- if their other tribe mates kind of pick up on this and, like, really feel threatened by it, it could tank both of their games. So they do, I do think it is something that they have to be extremely careful about in terms of their games. But I think if they can kind of walk that tightrope, you know, it can work. But from what you've seen, do you think they're walking the tightrope? Well, to be honest with you, I don't know if that can be said. I don't think they're really walking that tightrope perfectly. I think they're falling off a few times, having a little misstep. Falling off, falling in love. Like, 
<laughs> I I love it. I just, I mean, it's so easy to say, and then you're in a situation like that, and it's like, I, I'm sure they're both big Survivor fans. They know. That's the thing. I almost don't want to beat into the ground because it's like, I'm sure they know. I'm sure they're in that moment being like, this is so bad, but then they look at each other and they giggle, and they're like, well, what could be so wrong about this? Now, Liz. Exactly. Liz has something to say. Hey, people. <laughs> um. Well, okay, I guess I'll start. Just my, again, face value impressions. I think it's super cute. Um, I want to make, I, I really feel for Matt. I um, also very recently exited a relationship and I totally understand. I know this was filmed like a year ago. Right? Like, so I understand where he's like, I don't want it to affect me, but like my feelings are my feelings and they're here no matter what I do. I'm like, so true King. Like I see, I, I feel very represented. Um, so that was just a funny thing, but I think the showman's is really cute. I think they genuinely seem like cute people together from probably the collective 10 minutes we've <laughs> seen. <laughs> um, I love the stick bug thing. I thought that was funny. Honest. Um, I actually, I absolutely love Claire's reality check where she's like, you guys need to chill. And they're like, you're so right. And then they can't. I think that's like, I think that's very real. Like they say survivors a microcosm of the world. That's the most realist microcosm is everyone's like, you need to chill. And they're like, absolutely. But I cannot. <laughs> no, I completely agree. Like I'm with you. That's what I mean where I'm like, I'm, I know that they know it's bad for their game. And I, the fact that they're still not stopping, it, like, says something. I think I'm just – I think it's hard to say, too, because we haven't seen too much of their tribe. So True. we also just don't – I can't say – like, I couldn't tell you about either of their strategic games so far because I don't – they haven't been to tribal yet. The other two tribes have Right, been and I, I just don't know what their stri- – like, I – like, again, I, we know they're both super fans. They seem to have, like, their head on their shoulders. So I would like to assume that they're trying to implement a strategy. I just don't think we can comment on really what – we don't really know any of their plans. So That's fair. We'll just see what happens. But And we don't know the tribe dynamics like Yeah, that, exactly. Like, at all. Maybe – Maybe People they're a non-threatening couple. Like, I feel like they could be a couple and then someone else is absolutely running the show. Well, think about it, too. It's like, are they any more threatening than any other duo in a six-person tribe? Exactly. Which is always going to be a threatening position. Like, imagine if, like, you know, when you get down to six and it's JT and Steven, it's like, well, shit. Like, yeah, JT and Steven are definitely in a relationship. Like, strategic they, or not. It's literally, yeah. I mean, they were in love, but. Jervis and Tyson. And look at that. You let Tyson win. Yeah, Jervis. Come on. So <laughs> I my my deeper question into this showmance that I have been thinking about is kind of a historical look at the showmances in Survivor. But do we feel like in a showmance in Survivor, there always seems to be a person within that showmance who the burden of being in the showman's falls on in the form of they're the one who gets voted out. I guess I would say I, I'm going to bar Boston, Rob and Amber from this conversation. I was about to say, I literally don't want to think about that. Matt better start acting like the Godfather. To- but I'm like, but, but within this, I'm like, I, I guess what's forefront in my mind is Taylor and Figgy from millennials versus. Okay. Well, Gen yeah. X. And, and I, I didn't Figgy really like either the, of them. I literally didn't like either of them either. I feel you. They really annoyed me, which is why I was surprised I liked this showmance. But Figgy got voted off first, right? I think so. I actually have no idea. I just believe we you. We actually need to fact check this because this might like derail my entire argument, which is like I think the woman suffers in a showmance. I don't doubt that that's probably true. I do not have enough Survivor. I don't know if it's played out in Survivor enough to like to have like empirical data but like just because it's just my take like i just am so much more fearful for franny in this situation than matt like i feel like i don't know why i just feel you know women get blamed yeah well also it's like like we haven't seen we also haven't seen a ton again like we said we haven't seen a ton of strategy but from what we've seen of either of them like matt really hasn't talked about much of his plan other than he feels like he's in a bad spot because he doesn't have his vote for two tribals which would 100% happen to me but Franny's at least like talked about a little bit of strategy that she wants to implement so I I I can totally see 
if people feel like they need to split them up, they'd be like, well, Franny's the more dangerous one. We have to get rid of her. Yeah. And, and you know what? That That's totally fair. This is just like my, my like, t- and maybe this is also coming from like other TV shows, but I just feel like I'm like, if you're, if you're going to split up a duo and maybe it's just like duos in general in Survivor, like think like Christian and Gabby, even though Gabby kind of turned on. Cr- I don't know if that's the best. I guess what I want to say with this is that, as you said before, Liz, I don't know that I have empirical evidence of this. This is just, like, a vibe I get where I'm, like, I don't know that as, like, a woman on Survivor, you should really be entering into a showman. And oh, maybe, maybe yeah, I'm for completely sure. dead freaking wrong. Like, um, So, after fact-checking the information, Figgy was indeed voted out first after a tribe switch that split their relationship. They went to different tribes. And then Figgy was voted out. I seem to remember that, like, a main reason of her being voted out was because of her tie to um, uh, Taylor. And I don't know. It, you know what? Boston Rob and Amber screw up all the data. Like, that's all I want to say is, like, they really screw this up for me. Like, I can't say anything definitively because of them. Yeah, it it's tough. I think also I just as Survivor players, I thought Figgy and Taylor were bad. And as people that were portrayed on the show, I found them to be annoying. Whereas I think we're getting a very different view of Matt and Franny. So I hope it all goes well, but it'd be interesting to see where it's like, okay, if like these characters are portrayed in really positive lights by the show and shown to be strategic people, like then what happens? Like, I think that'll be interesting. Tune back in, in a couple episodes or whenever one of them gets voted out. And if it's Franny and if it's because of her showmance, I am going to be very vindicated. Yeah um in this and i'm just gonna be like franny i'm so sorry they shouldn't have done that to you but who knows yeah i no i just the way the world is i'm sure that plays even a subconscious role oh yeah i was just gonna agree i would say that like um even without like evaluating the data if that is the pattern i would expect that the punishment if you will would go to the woman more often that's what i would expect i don't but again i'm not basing this off of off of a rigorous yeah. study of data it's just simply at this point it's just kind of like vibes i th- i would say that i'm feeling mm-hmm. um but yeah thank you thank you guys for those opinions like i definitely like i'd been thinking about that i wanted somebody else's take on it i think part of me just doesn't think about that because i'm like well i don't want either of them to go and i don't want franny to go because i don't want it to be because of that like i think i think voting off either person purely because you think they're in a showmance is stupid Uh, yeah especially like and this is sorry to go back to taylor and figgy also sorry we're talking so much smack about you guys like not really that sorry but like why would you even really want to vote either of them out like they were not being strategic it was like who was i know bring them to the end as your goat uh oh my god the goat showmance yeah be like these two were too busy sucking face to like get any strategy done but maybe they would have pulled an alligabler (laughs) been like actually we've been lying in wait this entire time and we're still waiting we're still waiting for that check that third place check (laughs) you know it it was day one that we formed this showmance because we knew that if we just gave the appearance of just loving each other the whole time we could come in the end and swoop the million dollar prize for both of us maybe that would work it would be Uh fascinating are we we giving people ideas oh no (laughs) i mean i feel like they tried to get that to happen like they tried to do this i think you should go back and look at blood versus water and see in how many marriages or like boyfriend girlfriend pairs the woman got voted out first and why but on a more positive note, I'd like to share like a fun fact I've had. So watching the premiere and when they showed Franny, I was like, wow, she like kind of like looks familiar. And then more so her voice and cadence of speech really sounded familiar to me. So after doing some deep thinking for honestly, until like the middle of the second episode, just trying to be like, why do I f- why does this seem familiar to me? I realized in confirmed, I think through some Instagram digging I'm pretty sure Franny and I were on the same study abroad program in 2019, and I think we met each other a couple times, and this is the part that I'm least confident on, but I'm pretty sure the very first time I met her, we were at, like, a vegetarian abroad student meetup thing. I know, it sounds very... It's just very specific. You now know exactly who Lizard is as a person after you heard what she's 
heard, heard that. So that was really fun. And yeah, that just goes to show that I think I met Franny. And I'm pretty sure just because I like her voice sounds so familiar to me. I that that's all. But I think that's really cool. I don't. I haven't known anyone to be on Survivor. And okay. I just, I've never met anyone. I've never known anyone on Survivor. I have no connections to anyone on Survivor. And I think that is something that needs to change for me, not going to lie. Lizard and I actually have met a couple people who were on Survivor. We went to an unofficial watch party last season um, in support of Carla. And we actually did get to meet Carla from season 43 and Hi from season 42, who was one of our favorites and I think mainly we went to go meet high like Carly you were literally lovely and beautiful and like amazing and we were rooting for you we're just obsessed with high well the thing is we didn't know Carla was gonna be there she wasn't supposed to be it was like an unofficial watch party so I think she was then all of a sudden we were in this bar like, and high was like oh yeah she's over there and we Carla? lost like, our no, mind Carla we got a beautiful picture with Carla she was so cool she's so beautiful she was one of those people where like I the energy was just so good that like you walk up to someone and you're like I literally don't know what to say I don't know what to do and you just go eh, 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 like no she was short circuited with the good vibes she was like very intimidating to me in that way where I was just like I want you to like me so bad I yeah like that that's what I mean not like she was like intimidating in like a scary way it was more like on my end I was like I want you to like me like I am stressed that you might not like me and that would hurt me exactly. So so fun survivor world. Um high was also incredible, amazing. Not to like tease this too much, but we did actually get a sound bite from high that you're gonna wanna tune in later to hear. Oh um, yeah. And we're I am teasing it. I'm absolutely teasing it. High gave us a delicious little tidbit about his feelings about some past survivor players and he gave us consent to air it on our podcast. Absolutely. And I think that kind of ties us into like another important talking point that we wanted to go over for these first two episodes. Um, who who do we think are the hottest people on this season? Who is the hottest person in Survivor 44? Okay, I'm going to stop. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Um... You know what? I like, mean, everybody's hot. Everyone's Also, beautiful. okay, wait. I have a real question. Carolyn, do you put mascara on on the island? Do you have lash extensions? How do your eyelashes look that long, that curled, and that black? Like, it's got to you- be lash extensions. I'm calling it, and I'd love that for her. Me too. And if I'm it's jealous. not, it's just like your, your eyelashes are so nice that we like have to say they're not natural. Yeah. I think Claire's really pretty... Lauren. I'm freaking obsessed with Claire. I'm actually surprised I haven't talked about her more on this podcast because I am like, yeah, I am actually obsessed with her. Like everything from her little like, hi, excuse me, I'm about to blow up someone's game. No, that um, was so funny. But I do want to talk and about smart. how she keeps sitting out of challenges, and I'm not yeah. understanding why because she doesn't seem like physically weak. Like if anything, I'm like, yeah, like I would expect you to be good at this stuff but i don't know we never know i think we would see that play out but um i need to think for a minute on who i think the hottest is so if you guys have an answer feel free i'm trying really hard i think matt's a cutie franny land this plane like no what's so funny though liz that you say that is even before i was texting liz about this before i knew that she like might know franny or have met franny and i was like franny it seems so similar to you in my opinion (laughs) like I genuinely was like I was like this girl Franny is the closest person I feel like I've seen to Liz to be on Survivor and I know Liz very well and like this is just the vibes I'm getting from Franny oh yeah I I I need Franny to go far because I'm like if I get on Survivor this is inevitably how I'm gonna like act and play the game and I need it to turn out well also Franny if you ever hear this missed connection in our study abroad program I feel like we would have been besties yeah hit me up (laughs) As someone who knows Liz very well and doesn't know you at all, Franny, I've never met a person who dislikes Liz. And if you do, post up. Like, Slay. we let's just talk. Drop your location. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Even give saying. us give us a man's perspective. Yeah, the male perspective. Give us the male gaze. The male gaze. Um. The male gaze. This is very difficult for I... me. Um. Simply because. I haven't given much thought to this. 
obviously not top of mind for everyone, but some people. <laughs> You're not better than us. I'm not saying I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I abstain? I don't have an answer for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is an interesting question. Um, this is also not something I haven't thought about. I literally can't think of there, nobody. Yeah, I, I can't that. answer like, that. And I don't want to put anyone on blast anyways. So, you know who gives this. the best vibes, though? Who? Uh, Jam Jam. I want to party with Jam Literally Jam. the best vibes. Actually, okay, I feel extremely represented by Franny, but also I think maybe the most represented moment I've ever felt in Survivor was when Jam Jam finished that conversation about voting Carolyn off, then immediately ran into the woods, swinging his arms, yelling, Carolyn! Carolyn! I was like, that is a hundred percent. Like, that's all I would be. Do- I would, God, I'd be fighting so many demons in Survivor, trying not to just literally run around screaming people's names, being like, "Where are you? Like, what's happening?" There's just, yeah, that felt right. That was amazing. That's probably one of my favorite moments from the season. This so whole far. tribe is extremely good vibes, and I think it'd be really fun to just party with everybody yeah i cannot believe they put jam jam and carolyn on the same tribe thank god they did they reckon like real recognizes real they see each other and it's great true i love i really like the outfits that the survivors got to wear this season it seems like everybody is at least decently comfortable like the purple i feel like the purple tribe really has the best purple outfits like they did the purple people right after a no long, purple Kelly. No purple Kelly. Only purple Josh. I oh, yeah. I wish I could say something about Josh, but I know nothing about him. They said his name in this most recent episode, and I was like, who? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, there's a guy named Josh on this season. I was really confused. I'm not going to lie. I think Josh is very, like, cute. But I, I think I have to say the most beautiful person on this cast, in my opinion, is Claire. I as I said before, I'm just kind of obsessed with her. I think she definitely has the hottest move of the game so far at that challenge. Yeah. Also like but like everyone's vibes are great. Like so like vibe wise, I really like Matthew. Like like I said before, him climbing on the rock, I don't think that would have deterred me at all from like wanting an alliance with him and maybe oh, that's no. like placing me on a lower pedestal. <laughs> In some way, but, like, I just, like, I would have been, like, I'm glad he's okay. And now he's neutralized in physical challenges. So I want him. <laughs> yeah. That's how I would feel. <laughs> I want him. Oh, my gosh. Wait. Let's talk about Kane. I had to think for wait, a minute. Wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I knew there was somebody. Dude pulled the short stick out of all the short. Like, I, he got shafted. Let's just say it. I he feel really did. I like, feel bad. He was like, y'all, I was just trying to go with the flow and now I'm here. And Brandon's like, dude, you're the only one that voted for me. And I, I, I will say, I think Kane could have done a bit of a better job defending himself, but also he was like, dude, I was just going with the vibes. I'm sorry. He needed to throw everybody under the bus for the man who said he was like the younger, more handsome version of Tyson in the first episode, which I'm like, yeah, that made me like you a little bit. Cause I like love Tyson apostle so much. And that's like a very Tyson thing to say. You do not get to then play a game where you're like, I'm just going with the vibes. Like, if you're going to compare yourself to Tyson and you're not throwing bitches under the bus at the first opportunity. Right? Like, Maddie's gone. Like, you can just be up front and just be like, it's her fault. And now she's gone. So, like, we're square. Also, that was so funny when he was like, I'm going to go get firewood. Also, I found a tree. I found a crab in a tree where there was no wood to collect. That's also where they probably hit idols. Why did he not take the crab out of no, the tree? No, literally. And be like, look, I found a crab. Also good for Matthew for catching that. Because, okay, that's the other thing is like, in hindsight, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that was so dumb. But like, if I was in the show, I'd just be like, found a tree. All right. So, closing thoughts. Who is the winner of this episode and who is the loser of this episode? And I don't think we should say whoever got like voted out be the loser. Like, cause yeah, obviously no offense. They're the loser, but who's your winner of this episode? Who's your loser? Okay. I'm thinking. Okay. So here's the thing. I think the obvious loser for the episode is, um, oh God, uh, Kane. Yes. Just with the play. But part of me is like, 
I have to be the cool kid and I can't pick Kane because everyone's picking Kane. I was going to pick Kane. I like I think Kane like objectively is the answer. I'm just trying to think of something else. You know what? You know what I'm going to say? The loser of the episode is. um, Oh, my God. What's his name on the green tribe that has gotten zero screen time? Josh. Yeah. I want to see Josh. I want to know what he's doing. I want to know what's going on. We haven't gotten to see him. He's definitely like losing overall. Like not. We have no idea how he's doing in the game of Survivor. But he's losing on our screen. Right. And it's like it's not his fault that he's losing. Like it's Kane's fault that he's losing. It's not Josh's fault, but Josh certainly is losing. So that's my loser pick. Who's your winner of the episode? Oh God. Um wait, is this episode one or two? Mm, episode two. I wanna say you know, honestly, maybe it's Carolyn for somehow getting everyone to completely forget about the whole birdcage situation no one knows she has the idol no one has knows she has the fake idol and she got Carson to vote with her so I feel like that's that's pretty good like she basically basically I want to say she's the winner over other people because there could be plenty of other winner picks I think just because everything kind of went wrong for her and somehow she came out on the other side not just alive but ahead yeah, I, I actually really have to agree with you on that one. I think that I would say a potential loser, not this episode, but but I don't know how Carson's game is going to pan out. Like, I think he's got to he stick choice. to an alliance. He made a he made a big choice in this episode in choosing to send Helen home. I think, like, unfortunately, Sarah is probably not long for this world, but I think it's interesting the move he's made and I I don't know if it's gonna pan out it Carolyn made such a good point in the episode when she was like why would he work with us <laughs> which like why would he yeah and I I think that's been hashed out by a lot of other people like mm-hmm. oh he can try and be like the brains of the operation or he can take control or he will never be the star in a like in the spotlight in a bad way because there's always these other people who have bigger personalities out shining like all that kind of stuff and who knows but i think i think carson needs to just polish up how he's acting on his moves cuz i think the moves he's making themselves aren't necessarily like are fine i just think he needs to like rein himself in a little bit if he really wants to get in cuz like these people are smart and they're going to catch on to him i think he's just like getting a little overexcited Side yeah. note, this was making me think, I really want, like, a part two of Survivor Nicaragua, where they, <laughs> <laughs> like, I know a lot of people don't like that season. No, I love Nicaragua. I It was one of the first seasons I ever watched, and I, like, so it has a soft spot in my heart for that, even though, like, wow, what a season. But I really want tribes, like, split along that age gap. I just think that would be really fun nowadays. Yeah. Like, because I'm looking at like Carson and Helen, Sarah, Claire, Franny, Matt, and then like we have Bruce and Carolyn and Jam Jam and Josh, who I'd like to see more of, and, and Brandon. Matthew's older too, right? Matthew. Like, I I think this cast. I was just I was thinking in my head like what other like tribe mutations would have been interesting to see like starting tribe configurations because beauty think, versus brain versus brawn <laughs> i just think this cast is really good and so i almost was like i kind of want to like switch the tribes up and like play it again and yeah. see how different people would interact and i think one of the fun ways i would split this cast specifically up would be like the way they did in survivor nicaragua i agree i think that could be really funny i would love to see those two tribes like go at it absolutely here's the thing i just think carson needs a gabby yeah could have been helen it it literally was was. (laughs) and he fucked it up it's because she wasn't drawing in the sand asking (laughs) i love gabby so much and she's a gem on twitter big big gabby fan over here beautiful so robbed queen (laughs) absolutely back queen she needs to come back. So Wait. I think my final thoughts for the opening two episodes of Survivor is, like, say what you will about the new uh, advantages and all of those things. I think for the most part, they're very fun. 
I really like this cast. I like what's been happening so far. I think it's really interesting TV. And I think the little gripes I had with like some of the way it's like what is good gameplay versus good TV. Like I think it's really so minuscule in the grand scheme of things. And it's like the little nitpicky things I have or it's just because I like am being nitpicky because we're doing this deep dive on it. But I'm just having a lot of fun watching it. It's very fun. And I like everybody. And I'm sad when anyone goes home. Yeah, I haven't felt that way in a minute where I'm like, I think I don't want like literally anyone to go home. And especially like I've, I had such high hopes for Helen, like going into preseason. I was like, this this woman, I, I think she's going to do it. And then I didn't like have Maddie a- as well. I was yeah. just like Twitter presence alone. I was like, you kind of intimidate me and like, I need to unpack why. <laughs> so I'm rooting for you. I didn't have I didn't like do a winner pick really but like I feel like in my like kind of top like three four floating around my head was Helen so (laughs) that sucks Mm -hmm. but I totally agree with you I think this cast is just like really fun and that's why I just keep like thinking I'm like I want to switch I want to just like play with them like I want to switch everything up I want to like I want them to like go back into it play with each other I want to hang out at Ponderosa with them yeah I Ponderosa is lit I feel like with this cast but yeah I think my closing thoughts are that it's been a strong showing from people so far and the gameplay doesn't feel stale and I only say that not because I feel like it's been stale once again I'm a 43 stan but I think at this point in the new era is when you're gonna start maybe feeling that because we've had so many of these same things happen And especially when you're filming a back-to-back season where they don't necessarily see what's happening. Like, I I would say, like, seasons 41 and seasons 42, there were things that happened since they were back-to-back that they used the same mechanisms. And this is more on, like, the production side. Like, I wouldn't say player side. Mm -hmm. So this is a production gripe, if anything, where it's, like, I mean, take, like, the the hourglass. Like, who was ever going to play that a different way? Yeah. And so... I think it's good on the production side that they've switched things up enough this season from season 43 that it's not the same choices being made. Because I think, like, since everyone is a super fan now, usually there's, like, a best choice Yeah, when it comes to a lot of these scenarios that, like, being super fans, you're going to get to. And so now it's almost like production has to take into that into account that, like, these people know what's going on and are gonna make like informed choices and it's just like another element to play with definitely I really agree with you on that and I think too what's happening is we've gotten into this newer era far enough that I think these people have gotten a real sense of what it is and what has happened and have really had a lot of time to figure out how they can try and be different and innovate on the gameplay and that's when you have players trying to figure that out and production is saying, okay, we have these like super fans that are going to be able to like handle all this craziness. What can we do with them? I think it makes for a very fun, interesting pairing. And like, there, I'm sure there will be things that happen in this season that maybe don't stick around because they were duds, but they've tried a lot of new stuff recently and I appreciate it. And I think it's turned out overall very well. Yeah. Net positive. Um, Real quick. I just want to like, just for a moment, um, talk about Brandon's correct idol play. Okay, like, slay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I idled out of the first vote. I, sorry, Maddie, but if you were gonna go, iconic way to go. <laughs> no, literally, like you can't. Like that's what a way. Those bitches didn't write your name down. Like you got idled out. I, sorry to the bitches. <laughs> on bitches. Like, on bitches. Freaking love when an idol is played correctly. Like it's there so is good. nothing better, and especially since lately people like hadn't been really playing the idols. I was like, yes, play it on the first round, get it out there. I think it was a good move for Brandon in more ways than one. Where it's like, I think there's, and and I don't know if this is like good gameplay per se, but everyone knew he had something. I think like my thought is like if I were to ever go out in there and like I got something like knowledge is power but like people knew about it I would flush that thing immediately like at that point it's a detriment to my game yeah it feels like he gave himself a clean slate and he can just 
day one part two or day two do wait day one do over i don't know you know what i'm saying and that's just why kane is the loser of this episode because yeah. he is the <laughs> only person who voted against someone who's still in the game on that tribe none of the other three voted and brandon used his idol and got maddie out so like that is also why he is losing he is in a bad spot would you say he's in a pickle he's in a bit of a pickle i would say he's in that brine well thank you so much for joining me tonight i have really appreciated speaking with you where can we find you on the socials (laughs) uh you can find me at uh i mean let's let's just do instagram that's like not very active i'm an active consumer i am not an active poster on basically all social media uh but my instagram is lizard girl that's l dot z r d g r l grill did i say grill girl i'm said grill should i change my name to lizard grill liz grill i do grill there's a really great picture of me holding um burger patties and like a spatula at a giant grill in my backyard really ominously someone in this room with me right now took it (laughs) yeah it was me (laughs) there's no one else in the room with us well thanks for doing this with me as always where can where can the people find you if they want to find you um do you want to be found what's my twitter i feel like i don't don't know my twitter handle it's like spike no i I need to look it up really quickly. Actually, it's schemer. No, it's schemer. Is it schemer? But you like spelled it. Oh, it's it's at Mads M A D Z underscore Falco D I F O L C O. But you can find me because it's a Mads Mickelson profile pic of him scheming on the internet. So if you want to find me, you can find me there. I'm retweeting all my uh, Survivor hot takes and not posting anything original. Why create when you can consume? Exactly. And with that, thank you all for listening. See you next time. See you next Tuesday.